Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Hein of Drulu, the other half. (laughs) So you're born in Netherlands? Yes, yes. Born and raised... Dutch and guy. I was born in Tilburg, which is in the southern part of the Netherlands, really close mm-hmm. to the Belgian border. Um, moved around a little bit, like for college and stuff. And then just, I think about a year ago, me and Vince moved in together in a place in Egg. So oh, wow. that's where I am Yeah. Now. <laughs> what was the environment like? It's like a hat, like basically like a halfway seat. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not that, it's not that big, it's not that small. It was nice. Um, like I lived there for almost all the way up until, co- until college. Um, mm-hmm. It was nice. Like I lived in a, I lived in a really like suburban neighborhood with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like all my friend, friends live close by. Yeah, you're really close to your mom, right? I am. She I supports am. you hardcore. Oh yeah, no, my my mom's like. I grew up with only my mom because my dad passed away when I was like two months old. Um, so yeah, like me and my mom, really close. Uh, she's really, like she's really, she supports us hardcore, so to say. And yeah. She always like has my back on everything, like mm-hmm. whether it be doing this thing called Drulu or filling out my tax returns. <laughs> like she's, she's there. She's there, which is like couldn't have wished for like a, a, a better mom, so mm-hmm. to say. I love that. What does she do? My mom uh, nowadays is a translator. Oh. Yes. In French, uh, officially, but also a little bit of Greek, Dutch, what? of course, English, <laughs> German. She's really good with languages. Wow. Are you, are you curious about languages as well? I actually have dyslexia, so it's like oh. I never really dug into them that deep. Like, my French was okay in high school because we, we get French in high school in the Netherlands. Uh, and so was my German. They were like both okay, but my French was a little bit better because like, my mom sp- spoke it fluently. So, but then like after, like in, in the Netherlands in college, like after three years you can decide what like your graduation like, package is going to be, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just decided like, all right, <laughs> let's just cut out these like languages and stuff and just do stuff that's like that I can that I can nail easily. So what kind of music was your mom playing in the house when you were growing up? Um hard to say. My mom's really into Dutch music. Like Dutch like folk music stuff. Um so that that's always been around. Um and that's like I don't really like it isn't my personal taste. Like mm-hmm. I, I kinda hated it when I was a kid. Like you had oh I remember that this so well like you had this thing called the top 2000 yeah on like radio 2 which is like a really big like, dutch radio station and it was every time in between christmas and new years um just 24 7 they had like a top 2000 of songs they were all like really old songs or like dutch like popular dutch songs from like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and my mom listened to it religiously as in, like, 
non-stop. And when I was a kid, it was just like, I wanted to watch TV. No, top 2000. <laughs> how, how did you find music yourself initially? Um, I think like the first time I really like gravitated towards a certain genre or music style, so to say, it's like midway through um, elementary school when my like all my friends, we all like, like I think, yeah, all my friends were like really into like American hip hop at that time. Like Eight Mile just came out, Eminem was like shit, mm -hmm. and we really like we really gravitated towards that, and it like rolled into like a, a love for like hip hop and eventually like Dutch hip hop as well for a long time. And then like I like as a kid, of course, you go to like phases and stuff. Did you rap? Huh? Did you rap? Uh, I know Vince. <laughs> I I also I also I also rap. did a little bit like me like. Me and Vince, we have some uh, we have some tracks where we both where we both rap, but those are like really like stupid like midnight session type things where mm -hmm. we're just like fuck it, we're just gonna rap. We're gonna become rappers now. <laughs> it's way cooler anyway. How would you describe yourself back then growing up? That's a that's a tricky one. I like I don't know. Like I always I always like fitted in really well with with everybody. I wasn't really like if you would like describe it in like. American movie high school stereotypes like I wasn't really a jock or like an emo kid or whatever but I was just like kind of cool with everybody um, I like I had my group of friends from like really early on like one of my best friends to date I met him at um, at like kindergarten when I was like two and he lived like across the street so yeah. like and and like all my friends like I've known them for a really really long time, so like I always had them and then we were always like cool with everybody else. Um, Did you like school growing up, like high school? High school was fun. I like I liked the social aspect of it more. Mm -hmm. Just like I, I I like I I was always like a a, a people a people guy so to say. Like, I, yeah. I really liked talking to everybody and stuff like that. Did you gravitate towards more creative subjects from the onset? Yes, yes. Like I, uh, another story about my mom. Like my dad died when I was two months old, um, and my mom like had to get by and stuff. So, and back then like Pokemon was really, I was like obsessed with it, and but we didn't really have money for Pokemon cards. Mm -hmm. So I started like drawing my own Pokemon cards and like making up oh. my own Pokemons. Yeah. Um, and. That like, I think that was like kind of the start for like me doing more creative things, so to say. And then I remember we had like we have a Dutch holiday called uh, Sinterklaas, which is like Saint Nicholas. Mm -hmm. uh, that was before all the drama around Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Um, and it was still like, and then like you had to like the days leading up to Saint Nicholas, you had to like make like drawings for Saint Nicholas mm -hmm. and like get like carrots for his horse and sugar cubes to like get on his good side so yeah. he would give you a lot of presents yeah and I remember that I like I was really back then I was really into video games and I really wanted to have a Super Nintendo and my mom was and my mom was like well then you have to like you have to send him a lot of drawings because uh they, they you gotta like win him over <laughs> so I was like on a steady regime of five drawings a night and I even like <clears throat> and like my mom was like, yeah, no, good job. And I even uh, almost like I even 
got yelled at at the grocery store for stealing sugar cubes for St. Nicholas's horse. That like that's how bad I wanted to have the Super Nintendo. And then oh I remember that like during like it's on f de December fifth. Uh, during the night, like we were, like I was unwrapping the presents, and I, like I, of course, like you're gonna go for the big presents first, mm -hmm. and then the smaller ones, and then like I, I went through all the big ones, no Super Nintendo, and then I, <laughs> and then I like I put it, and then like in one of the small packages there was like a Super Nintendo game, mm -hmm. and I was so pissed. I was like, why does Saint Nicholas give me a game for a Super Nintendo, but doesn't give me a Super Nintendo? Yeah, and then like I was really mad. Until I found out on the backside that it said, like, look into the utility closet. Mm -hmm. And I went into the utility closet and there was my Super Nintendo. Oh. So then I was, I was a happy, I was a really happy boy back then. <laughs> but it was like, I think, my mom still kept all those drawings. It was really, yeah. it was really fun. I, I know so I was cute. devastated when I found out that my mom was actually St. Nicholas. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you're realizing, you're not like, damn it. Yeah. No, and then, like, I think that, like, my mom's always been really, um, been really supportive of every of like everything that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. She she's always been like, well, it doesn't really matter if you like I don't know, like if I would be like wanted to go more towards like economics or something, she would also be okay with that. Oh wow. She and then really, yeah. she didn't really care as long as I was happy. Mhm. And then you went to HKT. Uh HKU. HK, oh yeah, HKU. Yeah. And you dragged. Yeah, that was really like I there's like this weird like there was like this not really weird phase, but more like during high school, I was like starting to get into DJing and like, producing a little bit. Um, as before, I was like all like focused on like drawing and painting and stuff like that. And then at one point, I was like, it was like, okay, it's gonna be either music or it's gonna be drawing. And then. It must be so good then. Well, like. To be honest, I was like a pretty shitty producer. Like I, I knew how to DJ, but I wasn't really like I wasn't really the best producer or anything. But like I really loved music and I really loved making music. So it was just like I'm at like what am I gonna do? And then I decided, okay, cool, I'm just gonna go to art school mm -hmm. and I'm gonna like pick the most like most wide spectrum uh, course, so to say, mm -hmm. and we'll figure it out along the way. So I went to to the HKU and ended up really gravitating more towards like design and branding um, and like 3D animation and stuff like that. What drew you to those initially? I don't know. I was just, I, li I like sitting behind a computer and making stuff. <laughs> and it just, I don't know, I felt like I could, I, I could express myself more that way. Yeah. It came it came a little bit more natural to me than than anything else. And I just like still nowadays like I don't really get to do it that often because we're gone like most of the time, but like whenever I'm home or at a place for like a for like a week or so, it's just really like it, it's really like almost therapeutic for me to just sit behind my computer and like click away at mm, like at I something. know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's just like it's really it's like really therapeutic after like doing a bunch of shows to then just like calmly sit down and just make some clicks on the computer and make some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. How did you decide to be a duo with Vince initially? Like what attracted you to his personality? <clears throat> so yeah, Vince and I met at the HKU mm -hmm. and I don't know, like 
from the from the from the first time I met him, I like and, like I've always had uh, for some reason I in the back of my head I was like we're gonna be really good friends or something, mm -hmm. and then we became really good friends, and like Vince was staying over at my house uh, back then like a lot, and we were just having fun, making music, talking about stupid stuff, playing Age of Empires together. <laughs> and that like, back then we were like, we were in art school, so we were really snobby. Mm -hmm. As in like, we would only, like we would only like Radiohead and Flying Lotus and stuff like that. And it was just like, everything else is garbage. And that's like, Looking back at it, it's funny how that transitioned into like what we're doing now and like what kind of music we listen to now. Cause that's like almost it, it almost 180. As in like, I occasionally listen to the more like fringe, uh, like avant-garde type stuff, mm -hmm. but more just like the more like poppy commercial music. Yeah. It's just like, and I also listen to music differently nowadays than I used to back then. But that's a whole that's a whole other story. But then we were really good friends and just hanging out constantly, and we were like, let's, uh, let's, like, let's for the, like, for the fun of it, let's just make a, a let's just make a trap banger. Because back then, like, the only thing, the only reference we had for trap music, so to say, was like, Flostradamus. I was just gonna say. Flostradamus roll up remix. That was like our go-to jam for whatever dumb meme occasion there was. <clears throat> and then. We did that and it was fun. Like we had we had fun with it and I believe I believe there was this one like there was a school party from the HKU and they needed like they they needed some like they needed somebody to come and like play for like a filler slot and we were like fuck it, we're just gonna do it. Mm -hmm. And then originally it was me, Vince and Joris. because um, like Joris was my roommate at the time. We were all working on this like fashion film project together, and like hanging out afterwards. It's getting a, this is getting a long story. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we like, so we like we played and it was horrible. We were so terrible. And then uh, we like started diving deeper into like trap, and, like, future bays and stuff like that. And back then, like, I didn't even like I didn't even know who Son Holo was, for example. Yeah. I'd never heard of the guy. Like I think we found just a gents stuff and we really liked it because he was like one of the even before Son really got like big with his like more like sweeter version of trap mm -hmm. music so to say and Caspo and then and then specifically like Mr. Carmack and Jemba Jemba really uh, like sparked our interest into like you can actually just make pretty like meaningful and and really like dope music with this and that, that that's when it kind of transitioned from like being a meme into actually something that we would love to try and do and then yeah we kind of yeah kind of did it i guess after you graduated did you work for some like advertising agency or? yeah i used to uh like it's really funny though because that like a couple days a couple days ago um our like the hku put out like a, a like put out like a a blog post or whatever they they call that nowadays with like like HKU alumni playing Coachella yeah and it was like first like and then I was like first of all Vince didn't graduate so he isn't an alumni <laughs> but they're and, taking him anyway but they're taking him anyway and second of all 
I don't really have a good word to say about that school. So it's kind of awkward. And then they asked us for an interview and it was just like a planning hell. Um, as in like, they, they wanted us to do an interview, I believe today. And I was like, well, sorry, but like it's two days out before Coachella. Like, yeah. Well, like that doesn't really work. And then like, it was just, re- it was just really funny. Um, but then like after two years, I kind of decided to try and work more on the site than actually go to school because mm-hmm. I felt that that would give me better handles, so to say, to like get into the work environment sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I worked for an ad agency called One Size in Amsterdam for about, like I started working there during my internships and then I kind of stayed there, I guess up until almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. So you liked it a lot? Yeah, it was really nice. Like it was a really, um, it was a really small agency that did really like big, like massive jobs, but it was only like five people or something. Oh, can you say what you worked on? Um, I worked on a bunch of things. I, a bunch of Under Armour stuff, oh, wow. a bunch of Adidas stuff. A lot of sporting brands and also a couple Netflix shows, title sequences for that. Um, But also a lot of like bullshit jobs (laughs) that had to be done for like money's sake. Which are just like, it's not all fun at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. And same goes for like DJing and and music and everything. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people don't really understand that, yes, there's... Like 99% is so fun, but then there's this 1% of stuff which is just it's work. Like yeah, it is work and it will always stay work. How has your relationship with Vince changed over time? <clears throat> Definitely more business. As in, we used to be really like best buds, so to say, and that kind of really quickly transitioned into like still being best buds, but also being business partners, and we kind of like switch between the two quite fluently. Was it difficult initially? Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was difficult at first. Not really like difficult, difficult, but more like sometimes you have to make choices uh, or critique the other, so to say, as in like, do you really gotta go do this? Or why haven't you done this? And like there, there's more interests coming along with like running a business together so to say yeah then to just be then where you're just like friends working on stuff together for fun mm-hmm. how has your relationship with Bitbird changed over time uh that's an interesting one like Bitbird of course is the they're the ones who like put us on so mm-hmm. to say um if it like I still like I still say to this day like if it wasn't for Son and Bitbird we wouldn't have been here but it has definitely changed. Like, I think at first we were more like Son's baby, so to say. And I think we're now more gradually going towards our being, like st- being able to stand on our own two feet, mm-hmm. which was always a goal of ours. Like, shout out to Son. Like, can't thank the guy enough for, for like putting us on in the beginning, but now it's time for us to like spread our metaphorical wings. <laughs> And yeah, like we're still just like still Bitbird, still our home, so to say. 
but it, like that's that's kind of how it changed. Mm -hmm. How do you think your music has changed since the early songs you made? I think the early songs we made were more. Um, a lot of our really early stuff before, like before Bidbert, was really us trying to define what we wanted to, what we wanted to do, as in like how we wanted to position ourselves within the landscape. And then, from like when we released CGZ, everything got a lot more serious for some reason. And then, from that point on, I think it it really. Um, I don't know if mature is the right word for it, but it's definitely more, it's become more meaningful for us personally. I feel that like the music that we're working on now and the music that we've released in the last like couple months, is it, like all the music is just really, it really like, it's just like our AP, it's like it's really inspired by our personal life and our personal feelings. And I think that's what kind of sets us apart, so mm -hmm. to say. How would you say you've grown as a person since when you started? I became really old really quick. <laughs> as in like I used to I used to like I used to like party and stuff like that. I like really I really enjoyed that. And like nowadays it's just don't really like go, like I just don't really like going out anymore and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It's just like I I've calmed down quite a lot. I've definitely become more professional, so to say, I'm more like business orientated than I was in the past. And yeah, like I, I like I'm I'm 23 years old. We started really when I was 21, but it feels like I, I like we started it when I was 20, and it ended up and like now I'm 30 or something. Yeah, <laughs> you grow really quickly. Yeah, it's like I always like it's it's always just. It's like it's strange how fast a small amount, like how like how how long a small amount of time can feel sometimes, yeah. and how short a long amount of time mm -hmm. can feel. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Can be personal life or music up to um, you? One of, I think, like career-wise, so to say, it's definitely it's definitely getting tougher. As in, like you. You kind of, uh, we kind of now start feeling like, the pressure that like people are watching, so to say. Mm -hmm. So like there isn't like a lot of like a lot of choices we used to make was we used to make were just like for the fuck of it, so to say. Yeah. It was just like let's just do this because we think it's fun, and now we're like everything has to be a little bit more thoughtful in our own opinion, which is then of course like you can annihilate that by saying like you just gotta do what you want to do, but then we feel that we want to be more thoughtful in the things we do um, nowadays. So that's been that's been a big challenge. Um, and then personally, trying to like keep trying to like what one of my like personal flaws is I would say is that I I often don't really care about myself as a person mm -hmm. and more about other things. Um, and like one of my challenges nowadays is to also try and keep myself happy. Yeah. Um, try and keep my soul happy, so to say. And it's like I have a, I have a beautiful girlfriend now, which I obviously don't really get to see that much. Mm -hmm. I would like to change that. Like I would like to see her more, because like, she makes me really happy. Yeah. 
and stuff like that. So I'm like just trying to like figure that whole thing out and trying to like figure out how my personal life is going to progress instead of how Drulu's life is going to progress. Yeah, I like that. Tying with that, <laughs> what does love mean to you? As of right now, and hopefully for a long time, love means my girlfriend. Um, but I know you're asking this question to Vince and Son. Yeah. Uh, Son obviously has his own very specific opinion about that. <laughs> I which, know. <laughs> which I can kind of understand. Like I, like some of what it, some of the things he says. He's some of the things he says. I can like kind of vibe with, but it's also. I think it's very. I think it's very personal. It's a, it's a very personal matter. Like I, I like for me, love is just. For me, love is finding a person or an object or whatever. Like I, I don't care mm -hmm. that you can be 100% yourself with. So yeah. And you don't have to like not do certain things or not act a certain way. You can just be yourself. And somebody who just like makes you feel at home. What does success look like to you? Success. That's a tricky one. For me personally, success is being able to do what you love without having to care about paying rent or mm -hmm. whatever. Just to be able yeah. to solely do what you love and of course like like i said like five minutes ago it's like not everything's fun and there's always going to be tax returns and stuff like that but if like if the majority of your day you can spend doing the stuff that you love and you don't have to stress or care i think that's success mm -hmm. like if, you, if you've reached that point if you don't have to like i don't like to like measure success and like EDC Las Vegas or something like that. It's just as long as you can do whatever you love to do, you. I think that's success. Mm -hmm. What do you love about your girlfriend? <laughs> um, I love that my girlfriend is. She's really outgoing, mm -hmm. uh, and she has a really like vibrant and loud personality. Which is a kind of a little bit polar opposite to me. I'm more like introverted. introverted. Uh, but she like brings, she kind of brings that out of me, which I really like. And she's just, she's really caring and just really, really supporting. Uh, like it's, it, the funniest thing is like everybody's like, oh, isn't it hard to like have a girlfriend while like being on the road and stuff? And it's like, yes, it's hard. You don't get to see each other, but I get distracted by the fact that I'm playing a show every night. Like it's way harder to be the girlfriend of somebody who tours yeah. she has like she works her day job and sits at home all night like all night long worrying if I had like a good show or if I'm doing well mm -hmm. so it's like it's um, but the fact that she doesn't that she's she because like it's 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 really difficult like I, I'm mainly in the Netherlands when I'm not touring and she lives in Canada so it's we're all like we're always in between and stuff like that but the fact that she's still willing to put up with all that shit, yeah, all the stupid that. stuff that I do, um, <laughs> I really love that. And that's, I think that's very special. Mm -hmm. Yes. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, 
I saw videos. I know you asked this question. I should have been prepared. For this. <laughs> what do I want to be remembered for? It's so difficult. I don't know what I want to be remembered for. I want to be remembered for being for not being a douchebag. Mm -hmm. For just being a, a good guy. And I hope like and I hope that the stuff me and Vince make, whether it be music or anything else, will um, will stay will continue being its own thing and will continue being uh, impactful to people. Whether it be like whether it make them smile or like change their whole lives, I don't care. But as long as like the stuff that we make gets from there. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye guys.